we show up and we say who we are in the world, that's a powerful, potent feeling. And that level of self-trust oozes then into your leadership, your energetics and everything you do. So the deep freedom we really desire comes from discipline. Tuning in with you live here from the beautiful Lisboa. I'm just looking out my window over the beautiful ocean and in awe and gratitude for the life that I've manifested. And I'm also really grateful for all the trainings and the leadership development and the access and the expanders of people who taught me how to make my visions a reality because it is a skill. It's not something you have or don't have. Everyone who's jazzy, snazzy on Instagram, showing off how much money they've made and all those things, like it's beautiful and they've developed fundamental skills. It's not luck. And I want to give you an access to some of those tools and skills so that you can build that muscle for yourself and really create the life that you're worthy of. Truly manifest in the 5D form, the vision that you are committed to for your life and yourself. This conversation around discipline is so important because from a context basis, discipline is often really perceived as super masculine, quite clinical, something a lot of us desire but don't necessarily have or wish we had. And it gets to be really recreated because there's so much at stake inside of this conversation. And what I mean by that is discipline really is the access. If we think about what is it really, it's not just waking up and doing your morning habits every day and doing your routines it is the ability to become the person who can truly fulfill on your commitments on your vision on what your soul craves and wants in this life it's the ability to take something from an idea to a thought to something you said into the full 5d realization of your gifts so the access of discipline is incredible And about a year ago, I got introduced to this concept linguistically, like it was a change in language when I was working with a mentor, they used this language of devotion. And for me, it really landed in the sense of, yeah, so many use discipline as punishment or have all this trauma around, don't tell me what to do, or a a rebellion to authority conversation in the background, which is all just trauma response to discipline. But if we work through that, And we go, okay, cool. Well, yes, you know, from my childhood, I hated teachers at school. They were rude to me or I had really strict parents and they tried to make me super structured or rigid in my routines. And I'm always going to resist that and hate it. At some point in your evolution, you're going to hit that upper limit and that threshold of, ah, okay, well, in order to create my seven figure company or develop this skill through music or dance or my poetry or whatever it is, I'm going to need to develop discipline. So if you're listening to this right now and you're at that point, it's forgiveness of what's been and a commitment to where we're going. And through language, the specific change that came up was around the word devotion. And that for me is what discipline is. Discipline is just the external what you see and the consistency over time. But the internal element of what's happening there is devotion, the deepest heart-centered devotion to your commitments, to your vision, to who you say you want to be in the world and what you want to achieve. Like that is 
the most loving, nourishing creation. And if you can truly tap into that, like I am devoted to myself in the deepest way. I am devoted to keeping my commitments to being who I say in the world. And that really transforms the energy that can come and the background of the word discipline. So inviting you in to consider discipline or devotion, they live in the same realm. They are the commitment to the fulfillment, meaning that thing, what you want in your vision is actually in the world. It's happened and you have become the person who got to create that. And so there used to be this quote that I really loved around freedom comes from discipline. And for me, that's 100% true because I always remember, I was always the person at university studying in law school where I would leave everything last minute and then I would be devoted and disciplined for all of 48 hours to try and get everything over the line. And the entire semester, I would feel stressed about all the things I hadn't done yet and know that it was coming. And then when it came to the time that I had to study, I would suddenly be stressed, just constantly focusing, not sleeping, not eating well, being some so-called disciplined, but in a really ineffective way. And I never felt truly free because I'd never kept my commitments and been who I said I wanted to be in the world. I'd said, oh yeah, I'm studying law, but I didn't have any system structures or support in order to truly make that happen. So I always felt super, super anxious and stressed in the background because I wasn't being my word and what I said I was committed to. And therefore, when I learned this distinction that the freedom we truly seek comes from discipline. All of us want to feel empowered, like we trust ourselves, like we keep our word, like we're crushing it, like we, we show up and we say who we are in the world. That's a powerful, potent feeling. And that level of self-trust oozes then into your leadership, your energetics and everything you do. So the deep freedom we really desire comes from discipline. The freedom is on the other side often. So for me now, my relationship with discipline or devotion is that it is truly the thing that sets me free and has me realize it's my deepest act of self-love to realize my gifts in the world. Whether that means showing up to record a podcast every week and drop this podcast, that's a commitment. That's the realization of my gifts. Even on the day I don't feel like there's anything I can share or any truth I can speak, it's showing up no matter what. And there's a great book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, where he really talks about the resistance that you may meet on that path to your commitments and to actually expect that. Because if we're going to do anything great or we're going to become a new version of ourselves, we're going to meet resistance. It's part of the growth journey. So I'm going to go through a few really practical tools that I use to develop my discipline and my devotion to my commitments. And I just want to clarify, this is the example of when you give your word to something, you say X and then Y. So for example, I am going to build a six figure company and leave my job by September. That is a commitment. That is a vision, that is an idea even. That's an idea, that, is, that doesn't live in reality yet. That is just a conceptual idea of something you say you want. 
then the follow through, the true manifestation of that is the more nuanced part because I think a lot of us can create visions and declarations and commitments. I mean, people do it all the time. They're constantly creating all these things they say they are, yet their life doesn't reflect that. So something in our training programs is all of our coaching programs and training programs are to develop your leadership capacity, to develop your personal expansion, to heal what is in the way of creating that. So often if you watch our testimonials or you read any of our stories on our website and you go, oh my gosh, how on earth did this person do this in six months? We train our clients in these distinctions and these practical tools to become the person who can manifest with effectiveness, with ease, with joy, and with radical results, what they say they're committed to. So it's an art and it's a science and it's a framework. And it's something I learned from years of my own investment in my own leadership development. So I'm going to go through five key things that have supported me to really develop my discipline. So the first one is there's actually a quiz you can go and do the four tendencies quiz by Gretchen Rubin and you can figure out what one you are. So there's the upholder, the questioner, the obliger and the rebel. Now we do this, this is one of the first things we get a lot of our clients to do when they first come into our programs and we're really looking at how you take action, how you keep commitment so we can know how we can support you as well and you can actually start to understand yourself internally. So the upholder are those amazing people who just, they uphold, they do everything they'll say they'll do, even to themselves, right? The very minimal part of society, that's very, very minimal percentage of society are upholders. They're the people who literally say, I'm going to meditate five minutes every morning, and then they do it. Amazing. Then there's the questioner, who no matter what structures they create for themselves or what structures get created for them or what deadlines or tasks get created for them, they're like, but why? But why do I have to do that? but why? And now that's a beautiful thing. The questioners are, you know, often the ones who innovate society. And at the same time, it's also super frustrating because if you're constantly asking why, then you're never in the execution of what you said you would create. And there's also the obliger, which is me. Uh, we sit in the category of we're better at keeping our commitments to other people than ourselves. Now there's a huge amount of society that sit within this because they often say we'll do more for someone else than ourselves. So the obliger is really those of us who make promises to others and we'll keep those above and beyond ourselves. Now obviously the pitfall of this one is that we're often not great at keeping our commitments to ourselves behind the scenes. So how do we develop that devotion to ourselves? I'm gonna talk about that shortly. And then the rebel who just rebels structure entirely, right? And I've worked with a lot of incredible creative leaders and creative women who this is often a part of their transformation and their evolution is this reintegration of systems, of structure, of discipline. Because a lot of really creative, expansive souls like, oh no, I don't want any, you know, I don't want any structure. I don't want any discipline. Like it, it ruins my flow. Sure, and what got you here won't get you there. So often the integration, the healing with discipline is something I support a lot of our clients through our Ascension program to really heal that and really level up into their leadership to be able to embrace the structures they set for themselves or their team. So go and do the Four Tendencies quiz link is in the show note and figure out what one you are. And she provides a little bit of an oversight of each one and 
just give yourself that deeper understanding of self, that personal introspection of, oh, I know I question structure. Okay, I need to prepare people for that. If I constantly do my, that with my team, I need to make sure they know. Or if I rebel with structure, I need to recreate that and know how to get back on board with my commitments. If I'm an obliger, how do I leverage accountability, right? So really just understanding yourself. Now, that's the first one is self-awareness is everything. Know your patterns, know your excuses, know your tendencies, right? This is a huge part of what we do in our coaching is giving you more and more tools and ammunition to deeply understand yourself so you can learn to master your mindset and where you maybe self-sabotage or really understanding that. Now, the second one I want to speak into is something I love and something that the foundations of what has expanded my leadership made our programs world class, like the level of results we get in our programs comes down to this one. So the next one is systems. So I'm going to use an example. If you say that within three months you are going to launch your side hustle let's say if you know me you know I don't like using side hustle I like soul expression soul alignment because you know side hustle diminishes it in everything's language but for this purposes in translation let's use side hustle then that is a very big a very broad vision creation goal right I like to use games I don't really like goals I love the language of games so that's a big game to play I say, I'm in three months, I'm going to launch my side hustle. Now, immediately your brain probably goes into overwhelm. Oh my gosh, what do I do? How do I do that? So what we get to do at that point is uh, what's called reverse engineering. So if you go out to the milestone that you say that you're committed to, I'm going to publish my book. I'm going to hire my first team member then we stand at that part of the future fulfilled as if it's happened. You turn and look back towards this moment and think, what are all the milestones that's had to go into that? What are all the points for me to create that result and that commitment, what had to be part of it? And that's going to help you start to produce your systems. So even with this podcast, it could be, I'm going to create a world-class podcast that adds value to humanity. And by the end of the year, I'm going to have... 50 episodes. Okay, great. Bryony, how do we do that? What systems need to go in place? What systems and structures are going to support that vision? Because simply having it as an intention or having it in your journal or having it on your phone or having it on your wall is not going to put it in the 3D, 5D reality. (laughs) It's just going to stay as a good intention. So this is the translation and this is the critical piece where it now has to translate into your current reality and your day-to-day and so you do that through systems and structures so for example for me in terms of the podcast on a Tuesday I have a batch recording day always blocked out where I can batch record if I want or I can just drop in on what's alive for me or I have the interview scheduled and that structure is in my calendar it's blocked out I have accountability around it that's the structure that is going to support the end goal of what I said I was committed to so anytime you feel like you're not really achieving or fulfilling your commitments or what you keep saying you want to do look and go do I have a clear structure and system for this for how I'm really going to achieve this do I have that 
And if the answer is no, then that's what you get to create. And if there's any level of murkiness or lack of clarity or friction that's going to be added in there, then you better know your ego is going to use that as an excuse not to do the thing. And, you know, you get seven weeks later and you're like, oh, my gosh, I haven't even progressed on that one. So it's not about self beat up. It's about supporting yourself in a nourishing way and creating the systems and the structures that are going to support you to have that commitment be a reality in the world. So that's a really important one. Thinking about, do I have the structure in the systems to support this? We have ones around our health. My partner and I, we have every single morning, we get up, we drink a liter of lemon water, we wait 15 minutes, we have a celery juice, we wait 15 minutes, we have a smoothie. Dun, dun, dun. Then we can go about our day, do whatever we want, eat nourishing food, eat other things, exercise or not, or do whatever we want. But there is a genuine structure and system every single morning to support our health and the vitality and detoxification in our liver and mental clarity of what we say we're committed to in our health. That's the structure. I don't add more. I don't add a whole bunch of other things. I just have one structure and commitment to ensure that that really happens. So... The second one is structures, ensuring that you truly have that clear system and make it super easy. A lot of people make these too hard, too big, too overwhelming, too confusing, too murky. Set it at the same time every day. Make it easy or twice a week. Put it in your schedule. Don't make it three hours of reading. Make it 10 pages of my book every night at 8 p.m. Make this system super easy and ensure that the system supports that in creation of what you're committed to. The second thing that I really love is accountability. Now, you may have heard me talk about this a lot because this is a huge premise of untapped programs and what we create and how we support people to get results. But accountability is really looking at do you then have the support on those structures and commitment? For me, I'm an obliger. So just putting it in my own calendar, it works, but it doesn't work quite enough. I actually get to create with other people, hey, this is my structure. This is how I'm going to be doing this. Can you please support me and hold me accountable on this? And that looks like them following up and them checking in and you giving them permission to do that. Now, this is we do a lot of accountability structures and support in our programs because it's one of the biggest breakthroughs to really start to become someone who keeps your commitment and your word. And once you build that self-trust, it gets a lot easier. But accountability initially is so powerful. So anytime I'm creating a new structure, new things are hard for the brain to comprehend. I'll always share with at least three or four people. Hey, by the way. This is what I'm up to with the podcast on a Tuesday. I'm doing batch recording. Check in with me. If you notice I fall behind, you have full permission to follow me up. And when I did that initially with that, I said that to Dee, like, can you make sure that every Tuesday that you're not home so I can have the space? And that created this whole level of accountability. Like if he had to get up early and leave home, then that created a level of accountability for me and he could support me inside of that commitment. So accountability really isn't about people chasing you and all of that stuff. It's like you're giving your word to something of who you say you want to be or what you want to create in the world and they will hold you accountable to support you inside of that. So that's really important once those systems and structures are in place is then do you then have the accountability and have you actually invested in that accountability from a time or a financial perspective? I know for myself, I show up so much better when I have made a financial commitment. When the time comes to 
keep our commitments on those structures and systems often what will come up is a lot of resistance excuses I'm not feeling like it I already had this today I have one of my commitments for my nervous system regulation one of my structures is two yoga workouts a week now what I do on a Sunday is I sit down and I book those in and I pay for them so that adds a level of accountability they're in my calendar and yet 10 minutes before the yoga session I'm not joking every single time I'm like I don't think I have time to go I think I just need to skip this I'll just pay for it and not worry about it and all of this resistance comes up so knowing that that's going to come up is really 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 important because that's a natural part of the process now any time that we're trying to expand ourselves or grow or develop resistance is going to be part of that it's part of nature if a little seedling grows up through the dirt it meets the dirt and then it meets the wind and the sun and all of it and there's a natural resistance that occurs for it to be in its fullest realization and its gifts so resistance is natural and all you have to do is stop resisting it (laughs) so for example when I notice all my excuses coming up when those structures and systems go off on my phone or my calendar wherever else they live I notice my resistance and then I surrender to my resistance. It's like, oh, cool, I'm resisting this. And what? And what? That's okay. I don't have to believe my excuses or my reasons or my justifications because what you come back to is your commitment. And one of the original training schools that I went through, really, this was something they were so passionate about is that our feelings, sometimes how we're feeling, oh, I'm not really feeling it. I'm not into it now. Our feelings aren't always the best indicator. And this can be really challenging because sometimes, obviously, we want to learn to also develop our emotional intelligence and follow our intuition. And that's a huge part of what we support our clients with as well. And it's got to be balanced with the fact that your feelings of tiredness or overwhelm or can't be bothered aren't always from your higher self. In fact, the person who was possibly in the highest state and self was the person who when they were really empowered, when you sat down and you made those commitments and you set those freaking goals, that is the version of you that we are honoring in that moment. And so for me, for example, with yoga, I don't often don't feel like going, I'll be completely honest. And I know it's for that greater commitment of a regulated nervous system for myself, my clients, my future children, all of it. And so my commitment in that moment is bigger than my shitty bitty itty feelings for those 15 seconds. And that is self-mastery. The ability to say, well, I gave my word and in a moment when I was empowered And in a strong state, I made a commitment to who I say I'll be and what I want to create. And I'm going to honor and devote myself to that verse, my shitty, bitty, itty, little, not feeling it story that's happening. Now, the more that you do that, the more that that muscle flexes and the stronger that self-mastery muscle gets. The other one amazing thing I've found to develop that is also cold plunge immersion therapy. That's such a perfect, simple one that I never feel like getting in the cold plunge. Like the minute before I'm in the infrared sauna when we do hot colds and I'm like, oh, this is so nice. I might just stay in here. This would be great. But I know that I get a better regulated nervous system when I do hot infrared saunas with cold plunge 
immersion therapy. And so I know that my commitment is I do both of those in this training session. When it comes time to get in the cold, I'm like, oh, I think I'm good, you know? And in a moment, that's a perfect example. The, everything in the body is like, I'm not really feeling it now. Like this is quite comfy over here. Boom. What is my commitment? I've invested in this session and I know I get a better outcome when I have those balanced energies. So really learning that feelings inside of developing self-mastery are not as relevant in this distinction. Now, I don't want you to take about like, oh, Brian, you said that feelings don't matter. They do. Your emotions are super important. Your intuition, your guidance, your alignment in the bigger conversations when you're deciding what these visions are. And then when it comes to the moment where it's time to do it, they have less relevance and importance because they're not always the best GPS. Now, if you find 30 freaking million times you don't feel like doing it, then perhaps there is an opportunity there to be like, hey, is this truly my goal? Is this truly something I want to be committed to because I don't seem to ever want to? Now, you could go back and realign on what that vision is, but this is about things that you've given that word and that experience to. And the last one I want to leave you with is... Off the back of that, you get a lot of momentum, by the way, you get a lot of progress, you get a lot of energy when you keep your commitments, especially when you didn't feel like it, it's really powerful. So you'll have momentum, so you might as well go take some other commitments and actions because you're going to be a fire force field after that. And I nourish myself with so much love and so much reward after I do break through those moments because I'm proud of myself for loving myself enough and loving my future self and loving my soul to stay committed to what it is I said I was committed to and who I want to be in the world. And after I have those moments, I reward myself. (laughs) When I'm keeping those structures and commitments, I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, you get to get your chai frickin' latte because I don't drink coffee anymore. You get to go get yourself a special nice piece of clothing, organic linen, something nice, you get to have a beautiful treat and really reward yourself for that honor and devotion to your own commitments. And you can really crank that up, to be honest. You can add more pleasure into the times that you're doing your structures. Don't make them all painful and horrible. You know, they might feel it a little bit, but how can you expand into them and be like, wow, yeah, I'm really not feeling this and I'm going to keep my commitment. So how can I make this even better? How can I add more pleasure and joy into this moment? Maybe I don't want to do my deep work session at home, 90 minutes undisrupted. I want to actually go to a cafe. I'm going to get something really nice there, a little scone, a little muffin, whatever you're into. And I'm going to bring more joy to keeping this structure because this is my devotion and this is my commitment to my soul's alignment and who I said I want to be in the world. And that, my beautiful friends, is some practical tips for how we manifest our deepest, highest, truest potential in the world those people that you look at and think oh they're so disciplined and I've been interviewed a lot around this type of question is how you so motivated and disciplined I don't believe it's a thing people have or don't have yes you can develop internal motivation and deepen that through ensuring your life aligns with your values and your soul's desires but being disciplined or not disciplined is not a thing. It's a muscle. And I hope that these tools and understanding yourself, your self-awareness of your tendencies, ensuring that you have true system structures and support 
And on that one, if you are in business and you're like, I don't know, what do people who are creative artists do every day? Ask your friends what systems they have. I support and coach early stage coaches and literally give them all the systems that are used to have built a seven figure business and then they can choose if they want to apply them or not. So if you're getting stuck on systems, ask people around you who have achieved that because they will have systems. If you ask anyone who's written a book or an author, they're like, oh yeah, I write for 30 minutes every day in the morning. Oh, <laughs> that's not rocket science, but that's, that's a great system to support the vision. And then know that when that time comes, you may experience slash I'll just set you up. You will experience resistance and your feelings aren't always the best GPS in that moment. And then honor yourself with so much reward for being devoted to your higher self and your evolution to contribute to the whole in humanity because we need that version of you. If you are super inspired now to take some massive action, I would love you to share this with an accountability buddy or a friend or a sister, someone you know is up to a game that they really need these tools to manifest that vision and support each other because you're so worthy and the world really does need that highest expression and version of you in it. Be sure to tag us on Instagram at untappednz and let us know what you're putting in place and what you got from this beautiful episode. And if you want to dive deeper, if you're like, all right, this is it. This is my time. It is my time to shine. Join us for an untapped upcoming coaching program or training. You can check out everything we've got going on on our website, untapped.nz. The link is in the show notes and it's time to make that magic happen in the deepest devotion of your potential. We'll see you on the next episode.